The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Tina Koto Katoa, no my hare mai ki dietary requirements, the spin offs food podcast, called Simon Day Toko Ingoa. I'm your host, and as always, I'm joined by the spin offs food editor, Alice Neville, and food boss, Sophie Gilmore. <laughs> Hello, Kyora. Simon. Kyora. This month, we are out on the road again with a special field trip, and we are reporting to you live from the best thing to happen to Ponsonby Road in a long time, which is why you can hear the traffic noise. And even though Sophie's husband is from Hamilton, this is the greatest thing to ever come out of Hamilton, Duck Island ice creams. What what about your friend Daniel Vittori? I actually, ice cream is even better. Ice cream is better than Daniel Vittori. Vittori Simon is the world's biggest cricket fan. So we're at their new store, uh, new Auckland store on Ponsonby Road, and today we are joined by uh, owner and founder Cameron Farmelo and the Ponsonby store manager Trish Harrison. Thank you guys for having us. Pleasure to be here, and what Cheers. a call! I know a couple of calls there. Yeah, yeah. If they're both true, <laughs> they're both true. Simon's always really sure about everything he says. I've never been no a, known to have an opinion. Simon. But before we get started, as always, a shout out to our sponsors. The Spin-Offs Food Section wouldn't be here without our wonderful sponsors, Freedom Farms. They believe that everyone who eats meat has a responsibility to know how that animal has been farmed. They're dedicated to providing you with the best pork, free-range chicken and eggs. So go buy their bacon, buy their eggs, buy their chicken. It's the good shit. Touche. As I... Imagine everyone agrees New Zealanders love ice cream, but doing a little bit of research, we love it more than I ever really knew or expected. This absolutely threw me off. So depending on who you believe, if it's the New Zealand Herald or uh, the New Zealand um, Tourism Agency, we are the largest or second largest consumer of ice cream per capita in the world. On average, we eat 23 litres of ice cream a year. Wow. <laughs> I think we just need to just let that sink in for yeah. a minute. 23 litres per person. I think my scooping arm feels that. I definitely feel that. Yeah, it's like unless you're in the in the know, you wouldn't know. But to yeah. me, I'm, I have to say I'm letting the country down. There's Tr- absolutely no way I eat 23 litres. 
Although I'd be keen to give it a go. Yeah, I don't think I do either, but um, how much do you guys reckon you eat 23 litres, Trish and Cameron? I, I definitely do since Simon Duck Island does, has arrived in my life. <laughs> yeah, I might get close, I reckon. <laughs> Pretty Trish, close. you're scooping arm. Yes, yeah. Are you like Raphael Nadal with one giant... Oh, yeah. uh, I am sort pretty of. swollen one arm. Yeah, no, I do. I do. Um, I do change it up, uh, but I do have a strong hand. Yeah. Can you share some scooping tips? Because whenever I've tried to scoop ice cream nicely with a scoop, I muck it up. I guess you have to just jump in there. I don't know if this is right, but this is the way I've been doing it. I've been working for Duck for over three years. Um, I kind of. Everyone holds it like this, like, I don't know where I'm on a podcast, I don't know Sadly, there's no camera. Um, but they kind of, they use a lot of their wrist action, oh, okay. and that just, that's quite painful, and I don't do that, but I kind of lock my arm around, hand around right. it, and just lock my elbows and just pull it in. So, sco- you keep, so I scoop from my back, you. yeah, towards right. me. And you keep the um, wrist kind of straight, you don't yeah, go I keep everything. Limp and Some floppy. people, they like, mm. do a whole lot of... Yeah, imagine spinning. getting RSI from that. That makes sense, though. I can see if you're holding it. So you've got the scoop down. Yeah, the and I just spoon handle it. is pointing straight up. Yeah, and you start away from you, and you drag it towards you. Yeah, engage Absolutely. the core. <laughs> engage, <laughs> breathe, exhale as you pull back, yeah. and then inhale when you go back. I can see it would be a good. Do you workout. do Pilates, true? No, I don't. I dabbled Doesn't in yoga once. So quick. Uh, introduction to Duck Island for those who do not know, and I feel sorry for those who do not know. But Duck Island is a delicious celebration of New Zealand's favourite food. The the brand is coming up on four year on its fourth birthday in July. Yeah, um, and the store is an incredible place uh, to experience dessert. It's it's a, a hub of innovation. To you're scooping how many flavours today? Uh, 24 in the cabinet at one time, so um, usually around six or eight of them will be dairy-free and vegan as well. So I made a really short list of some of my favourites, it's actually quite long. Uh, I've eaten and adored salted caramel cacao crumb, roasted white chocolate and miso, white chocolate, pomegranate and macadamia, cinnamon smoked apple pie, maple honeycomb and smoked almond. Black sticky rice, passion fruit coconut, coconut caramel sesame chocolate and peanuts, blackberry sage and honey. Uh, the list goes on, but I will stop because you get an idea right away of the approach that Duck Island has to its attention to detail and, and innovating uh, exciting new flavors. Where did that come from? Why did you see space for that? sort of exciting new approach to ice cream um i guess there's always been kind of we've noticed the space for small boutique ice cream ice creameries that are doing something a little bit different so um, we follow a lot of places in the states that are doing a similar thing um and kind of feed off that and um yeah try and i guess we try and do twists on popular flavors to keep them interesting and how much, um, like, when you're testing different flavours, how many do you try out and then realise they're terrible? Like, do you ever try any combos? And like, oh, God, what was I <laughs> What's the fail rate? Yeah. Not too many. I mean, like, now we've kind of got it down into a few recipes that all work and it's all, all you're doing is infl- infusing flavours. So if you've got 
a similar idea of what you're doing, then it's all the same process. Um, yeah, we do get it wrong occasionally. But <laughs> Can um, you remember the worst flavour you've ever made? I don't know. <laughs> None of them are bad. But I can imagine there being some sort of like wild idea that you thought, okay, yeah. let's give it a go, and it was revolting. There must be some of those. Yeah, I'm you sure. You guys are taking risks, but I mean, when they actually read... Although they read interestingly, they do read balanced. Yeah. You know, you can understand that those ingredients are in there for a reason. It's not a token wild card in every yeah. flavour or anything. Yeah. I mean, there's there's ingredients in there that people get scared of and don't want to try right. just from reading the name. But we find, like, kids are super good at just giving everything a go and and usually yeah. like it sort of thing. So We never cool. give kids palettes enough um, credit. Yeah. yeah, we should test them more as well. See, this, we've, got, we've got two flights in front of us now, um, which is actually a, a, an approach to eating at Duck Island that I really endorse. You get to Eight try scoops it. of ice cream you in get one to try, share, share it, <laughs> but not with more than two people. Um, is this the banana ash? Yeah. Ooh. Tell me about that, because that was when, when I first read about it and saw it. It gives you a little bit of a fright, but it, yeah. it's so delicious. Um, it's just, I guess, dairy-free base with banana in it, and then it's got um, the activated charcoal in it that gives it that black colour. Um, Does it have a flavour, the activated charcoal? Um, kind of like a, yeah, slight flavour. Um, it's I think a lot of people use it as a health food sort of thing. Ice cream, health food ice yeah. cream. <laughs> I've got a stick of it in my water jug at home, and I oh, bought yeah. it probably like three years ago someone said oh you know it purifies the water yeah. and now I've just left it there and it's almost like become this really embarrassing hipster touch to like the dinner table I'm always like <laughs> apparently it purifies the water I just think it looks cool I'm just gonna leave it there yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's one of those fads yeah yeah can you tell us every flavor we've got here can you tell yes. what they are um, do you yeah. um on my right we have a flight um it's got a lot of so we've got the banana coconut ash the coconut vanilla and the coconut chocolate um, we've also got the blackberry sage and honey milk chocolate fairy bread one of my personal flavor uh, favorites uh, we soak brioche in that cream so it's a lovely sweet bread ice cream yeah. raspberry ambrosia with house-made marshmallows and raspberry jelly and salted caramel with cacao crumb so how many yeah. of those are vegan um, so the top three, so the banana ash, the coconut vanilla, and the coconut chocolate, um, they're vegan. Um, I believe on the other end, we usually have about at least six to eight vegan flavors out per day. On my left, we've got toasted marshmallow, chocolate cookies and cream, strawberry coconut lime leaf, so that one is vegan. We've got coconut caramel with a sesame praline, uh, chocolate and peanuts, that's also vegan. It looks like that's strawberry cheesecake, coffee rubble, and peppermint slice. Yes. Yes. It's all based off so sight. Good. Trish didn't know what was going to be brought out. You've, you've I've killed been here. it. I've, um, <laughs> I think when you eat a lot you of ice cream, it kind of... Yeah, yeah. Been here for a little while. I think being part, being such in a small business and being part of that process, it really, like, you learn everything that's in there, where everything comes, um nothing really hidden can you can you please run us through the fairy bread brioche situation that you just started talking about that sounds awesome oh yeah so that's um we use volari down in hamilton um oh 
Valara, yeah. I don't know if I say we the name wrong. When we had an event in Hamilton. We had a huge debate over how I've been saying it wrong. Um, I call it, used to call it Valera. So it's Valera. Okay, so we have that. We soak the brioche um, in the cream um, and then we have some sprinkles through that. When the kitchen was in the parlor, um, Andrew, one of the chefs, used to bring me out a bowl of soaked brioche that was yes. really good. So I've always been, I'm a huge, I like buttery bread. Yeah. Um, so that's why I love that flavor. Where is it? Can I try it? Is it this one? There. No, there. Oh, I see. And how do you turn the soaked brioche into ice cream? Just a lot of. I guess stewing. Yeah, like all, most of our ice creams made, uh, they're like infusions rather than we don't use yeah. eggs for most of them. So it's just milk and cream, and then we're dropping flavors in. So we drop the brioche in and let it soak in overnight, and then and then you squeeze it out pretty much. Yeah, and then everything's aged overnight, and then churn the next day, and then yeah. Work it. Um, and all of the kind of inclusions, are, most of them are added after. Um, churning, just as we're putting them into tubs or containers. So that's anything that's like a, a crumb or a piece Chunks or a chunk? Yeah, yeah, like cheesecake crumbs and um, the ambrosia, all the bits in there. And That's yeah. after you churn the ice cream before you package it? Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. Wow, I'm so impressed with all your flavours, guys. So good. How do you make vegan ice cream? Um, exact same process, just coconut milk um, and yeah, same infusing it. Just bringing it up to temperature with the flavours in it. And, I yeah. love coconut milk ice cream. Mm. It's delicious. I don't love it all, but I really love oh, the um, the one that I just had, the chocolate one. Tastes exactly mm. like the a bounty mass, bar. Mask mm. the co- uh, coconut a bit as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I've I'm historically a fad dieter, and I think I've done some of those ones where you like <laughs> everything you're allowed is coconut. Like, yeah. have a spoonful of coconut oil in the morning. It just makes me like. <laughs> It just takes me back. In your coffee. But, uh, yeah, in your coffee. But I think that the um, chocolate coconut one is bloody delicious. It tastes like a bounty bar, which is like a nostalgic flavor. I love bounty bars. <laughs> mm. So, to me, it always seemed a little bit <clears throat> different that this started in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> the Hamilton well, I, did, well I, basically I didn't think anything cool came out of Hamilton <laughs> okay he's just going to come out and say it yeah. that's, that's my problem that I need to get over but yeah. what, why why do you think this came um, out of Hamilton is it just because that's where you guys were I or? guess so yeah <laughs> I mean we we've been the three co-founders have been foodies for ages um, we had a restaurant in Hamilton for nine and a half years is where this all kind of came what was from. What uh, Chimchurri. Um, is that you? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, it just started as us playing around with desserts and kind of just grew and grew into, um, yeah, I really didn't want to do it, but one of the other co-owners um, was right into her ice cream and gave us a list of places to go in New York when we went. And we went to one called Morganstern's Finest Ice Cream, yeah. um, and it was snowing, and there were still people in there. So I was like, "All right, we can give this a go." Um, that's kind of where it started. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Do you think Hamilton is having a renaissance, or it, you know, suddenly has become cool? Or has it always been cool, and we just didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think the food scene's come a long way in the last while. Like, there's some pretty good producers and restaurants and cafes now compared to 10 years ago when there was one or two. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember going, so 10 years, over the last 10 years, going to Hamilton on and off with um, my husband, his yeah. family, who lived there. They all live there. 
Um, and yeah, it was really difficult to find somewhere awesome to eat when we started. There was this, like one called Cullen's and there's yeah, one yeah. called <laughs> Victoria Street Bistro. That was yeah. super old school and trying to be quite um, fine dining. And I remember when yeah. I discovered Chimchurri, I was like, yes, now we're talking. And then yeah. like at the time we had Bird on a Wire and a year later Winner Winner opened and I was like yes oh, yeah. this is awesome and then yeah. um, you know Matt Pedley and they they opened Mr Pickles a year or two like yeah, yeah. it's just it's really catching yeah. on isn't and it? even like food producers like Valari and Good George is getting some yeah yeah, and yeah, even yeah. The, the smaller breweries and stuff as well Valari's bread really is well. beautiful yeah. we used them for um, when we used to do the um, the home and garden show we used oh, yeah. to have the like cafe at the end of it for some reason they always wanted us and um, so yeah we used to use their breads I thought they were beautiful yeah what do you think fueled this development of the scene um, demand yeah, yeah Hamilton people want it um, but also there are opportunities for people to have their creative idea not at really expensive prices you can just launch it and then you've got it and we all because New Zealand's quite small, so we're all kind of quite interconnected, and you see what's happening in Wellington, you see what's happening yeah. in Auckland, and you, we want it there. But I guess there's actually right now not enough, I don't think there's not enough new businesses opening up yeah. um, for everything I want to do in Hamilton. So I also think, like I noticed a lot with the restaurant, all the younger, talented chefs would yeah. go to Australia mm. or go abroad and then bring their ideas back as well. But I did that and spent five years in Sydney and learnt heaps and came back and brought it back to Hamilton sort of thing and it's yeah like a small town where there's not too much competition you can you're yeah. kind of willing to give it a go sort of thing there's room yeah. in the market because yeah. I feel like in Auckland it's, we're getting pretty saturated yeah and, yeah. and the, the ability of even really good places to survive is is hard because there's only so many people to go out to dinner every yeah totally and there's Friday, new places night. opening every couple of weeks so mm-hmm. yeah why did you decide to open here? Did, was it a? Did it feel like a big risk, or you were? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I think we've been pretty much since our second year. We've been looking to come here. Um, we just always seem to have had a really good response. Um, people asking us on social media to come up, um, yeah. and the amount of people we had through our Hamilton store who were coming down specially to come to us. I was about to say, I know of probably three or four, one of our old chefs used to go to Hamilton on a Sunday, on a day off, just to go to Duck Island. Yeah, Yeah, so it kind of just seemed like a natural next place to go. I think there's loads more, um, just in my observation, that there's loads more young people in Hamilton and it's becoming more of an extension to the bigger population. You know, like they're apparently... Um, to get out of Tecovita in the middle, like at five o'clock in the morning, there's traffic. Like people are yeah. living, you know, halfway there and driving to Auckland if yeah, they right. have to work here. Mm-hmm. And I think that as soon as the trains get up and running, it'll yeah. be such a cool, accessible place for us to be able to go. Yeah, definitely. And that's a reflection of the property market too, isn't it? That people can't, maybe people come home from overseas and can't afford to buy a house in Auckland, so yeah. they go to Hamilton. Yeah. Where does the name Duck Island come from? <laughs> um, there's a where our Hamilton East store is. There's a little um, island in the river there. Then we all kind of live nearby. It's a mound of sand. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> call it's it got what a it is. Name, but yeah, all the locals kind of call it Duck Island. So, mm. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Are there lots of ducks on it? Yeah, there are ducks there. <laughs> I think so. With the moving to Auckland thing and why it's called Duck Island, it's important to know that 
the three owners of Duck Island, they've always grown up in Hamilton East. Their first job was at, did you guys used to work at Gray Street Kitchen? It wasn't your first job uh, a long no, time ago. Hydro Majestic back in the day. Yeah, Hydro back in the day. So that call back to Hamilton East and the first parlor being there, that's kind of where it comes from. And moving up to Auckland, because there are just three founders who can't really go open up somewhere far away where they can't commute up to to check on me, <laughs> see how it's going, check on their baby. So this is the first store out of, the, you know, that they can't go to every single day and check on and be a big, huge part of. So, so is it just you that's Auckland. made the move to Auckland? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's holding it down. I am really homesick for Hamilton, actually. Um, I didn't. I never thought I'd say that. I used to be like, I can't wait to get out of the city, and then just really being connected, to, getting connected to all the businesses that are coming up in um, Hamilton East and in Hamilton. I really. There's just that sense of family we are yeah. a small city um, I think some countries might call us a town yeah. um, <laughs> so how long have you been here I've been here for uh, about four weeks yeah. uh, just for the store but I've um, been with Duck for three and a half years yeah. so I can lend you one of my Daniel Vittori posters to put oh, on your yeah. wall so that you I was yeah, say, give soothe it time. my broken heart yeah I think I can understand yeah. if you're not from <laughs> Auckland that it would be a huge shift and um, yeah Although it's not um, geographically that different in the sense that um, we all tend to drive around too much and not get on public transport. <laughs> it's just, you know, in Hamilton, my in-laws always say it only ever takes five minutes to get anywhere. Yeah. Like you can literally get in the car and five minutes later you're at your destination. Yeah. So I guess that's an adjustment. But in the same way as um, Hamilton East, I think people really operate in a reasonably small radius and you know there, there is a strong sense of community too but yeah it's time I'm starting to sense that on Ponsonby though just yeah. getting out and getting to know the shop owners there is a sense of community out here as well you just get got to get out and find it mm. um, so I'm still in those early days um, so I'm going to Hamilton tomorrow for the very first time in really? my life ever, yeah. ever. Oh I my know. God. this couldn't be better time I know for Feast Y Cuttle what what are the best things other than Duck Island? What should I not miss? I'd recommend that you go and spend some time at Seddon Park. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Just a cricket ground. Yep. Maybe just take just in pay the atmosphere, my even if the, you yeah. pay your respect. No, you can flag that. I reckon you should go to um, Mr Pickles in the evening. Yeah, I've heard that's good. I think you should go to Winner Winner at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah, good options. Um... Hayes Common, so it's a good one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The woman who owns Hayes Common is running Feast Waikato, isn't she? I think oh, that there's no, a connection there. Um, sh- not Siobhan, Shona. Oh, okay. Oh, she's, yeah, maitre d' or something. She? Right, right. Yeah. She um, she rang me because I am on the board of Dynate and we're doing a big Christchurch fundraiser. And oh, yeah, she yeah. said we're going to... Um, try and raise some money for Christchurch this weekend and we're planning to do it through Dianaid and she said I own Hayes Common and I thought that was kind of funny because um, of all the kind of trendy hipster cafes that's the one that we take my husband's 93 year old grandfather oh, yeah. to and it's because there's like parking outside it's yeah. got comfortable seats and he's got no idea that he's just a mega hipster like snacking <laughs> on short ribbon kimchi he's just like nice beef sandwich yeah. oh, no. Ken is a boss though Ken is um, yeah. he's open minded 
I've just realised I've eaten so much ice cream while we're talking that now I'm like, oh my god. What's <laughs> your favourite? I'm really down with the coconut caramel, sesame, praline, sesame, praline. holy. We really Wait, which one is that the one? Names. I've just been stuffing my face. It just kept on, it kept on giving. Like you'd get a bit of praline, then some of the sesame flavour, and then yeah. the nuts. It was incredible. What's the coffee one that I oh, had? Oh, the coffee rubble was real good. Yeah, so that's that's my favourite. I had that the other day when I came in. Yeah, that's quite um, that's kind of new take on a classic. But we use Rocket Coffee, um, who are from Hamilton, um, and we this one we've got pretzels, we've got chocolate coated chips, uh, we've got caramel sauce, uh, crumb, donut crumb, everything. Wow. Yeah, it was absolutely delicious. I Is used it- to work at. Agnes Curran, which when we used um, Rocket Kitch, Rocket Coffee, it's not mm. there anymore. But the brother, the owner, was the brother of the Rocket Coffee owner. Oh yes, Cam, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very he's cool. funny man. He's very cynical. So we get on well. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you rep Hamilton as part of what you offer here? Is it is it about showing um, Aucklanders the? The fact that the world exists beyond their own nose? Uh, um, not, I guess we, we have the exact same offering as we do in Hamilton, but not particularly repping it as such, I guess. Like, we're, yeah, I guess proud that we're from there and the product's made there, but. Yeah, yeah and we you're using coffee suppliers from there, so I guess you're yeah. supporting local. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's not part of your messaging? No. Yeah. Except for Duck Island. Now we can tell everyone what it means. I'm going to go down and check it out. Yeah. You could go, like, swim out to Duck Island. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Would you want to do that? I feel like that would be I wouldn't want to do it, but people do. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, um, the... Super fans visit the island. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, um, like, NPD sort of timeline? Are you just new products? Once a week we need a new flavor or once a month um, we're going to roll out a new one we've or is got there someone a, in a lab the whole time <laughs> we've got a pretty loose like we try and do a couple of flavors a month sort of thing yeah. um doing specials um and we always try and do something like say easter we'll do some some sort of easter flavor and a, and yeah. a christmas flavor and all that sort of thing but yeah mostly two or three flavors every month and we kind of trial them through the store and if they end up being super popular then they'll make it into the main rotation. That's actually really awesome isn't it because there'd be loads of food businesses that envy the ability to do that like you can just really quickly throw something in there see if it sticks Mm -hmm. if it doesn't yeah oh well. I mean it's a perfect way for us to test we've got kind of a small supermarket and fine food sort of side of the business as well so it's good to kind of trial flavors through there as well and get customers feedback before we go and print thousands of labels yeah yeah so i've been really inspired by the way by your approach to flavors and i copied you and i make peanut butter yeah and i made a white chocolate and miso peanut butter and it's it's really fucking good (laughs) Um, this is good i I can concur (laughs) and i'd like to return the inspiration and i made a um a cinnamon orange zest uh, spiced peanut butter that was in commemoration wow. of the death of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a hot cross bun flavor. Oh, okay. that's, that's my kind of show. I, reckon, I reckon you should do a hot cross bun ice cream. Yeah, I think that's, so that's in good. the plans for. Yeah, next week. Oh, <laughs> great mind. Very soon. Great um, we like to leave a lot of space for seasonal fruit, uh, like feet yeah. is coming up yeah. and like these yeah. kind of things because. 
it is all about creating and uh, two of the founders are chefs or ex or chefs um, so you can't really snuff that out so we always have space we've got like a whole line that we know work are really good we know people want we make them and then we um, like today Morgan one of the founders is popping in and just going to play around with one of the flavours very experimental and then Hamilton East usually gets trial one and then yeah. gets it back if it's, <laughs> if it's not working and then I hopefully by the time we come up to Ponsonby it's pretty good how many sites do you have? Um, two in Hamilton and one here and oh. then the factory in Cambridge and then how do you split up so there's three co-founders are your roles quite different or are you yeah, definitely. Um, I'm kind of just the business side of things, which yeah. I'm kind of enjoying after cooking for 10 years. Yes. Um, and then Morgan, one of the other co-founders, has got three kids, so she mostly looks after the flavours. Yes. Um, and then Kim, my partner's mostly just at home with kids. So Yeah, cool. Yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about it being a, um, a business where you know three of you that are close as shareholders you can make all the decisions you can yeah. do whatever you like and everyone's and got their kind of bits that they're better at than the others yeah, are, yeah and, so. and why not design a business around your lifestyles and you yeah. know when all the kids are at school or whatever yeah yeah totally the women has might it, come back with a bang yeah, yeah. <laughs> has it exceeded your expectations of success though yeah definitely I mean after we came back from New York and decided to give it a go it was I feel like we put something like 30k into setting it up and so it was like, you know, I was, wasn't willing to put too much money into it and and just wanted it to break even. That was kind of, yeah, yeah the plan. And Tell then, us about day one. <laughs> Trish, Trish, one, I would sale, be the one sale. Yeah. One sale. Middle of winter. I remember when I um, was just trying to look back at our history just to see maybe if it can guide me where we're going and... Um, no help there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit more. Has it just been exponential from day one? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess exponential would just would mean two on yeah. day two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, straight up to sale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Originally, we had the the factory was in the Hamilton East store as well, yeah. so that's kind of yeah. yeah. Ponsonby's really opened up my eyes. I thought I knew what busy was, and now coming in here. After 7 p.m., Ponsonby yeah. Central just lights yeah, it's up. Chaos. Yeah. You end up having people that are just their main job is to shout yeah. at people and tell them to wait and get in line. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like we we always had. You know, when people are queuing for places, you just basically need to organize them around you rather than you organizing around them. Yeah. You're yeah. like, we'll get to it. Are you guys okay? Because every time I come down to the Ponsonby <laughs> shop, it's so busy. Are you coping all right? Is yeah. everyone? Safe. Yeah, everyone's safe. Um, every, it's ice cream. And, you know, New Zealand overall, we're quite chill. Um, so it's, it's all like you smile, people smile back. Everyone is happy to have ice cream. Um, no, we haven't had ice cream thrown at us. Um, we're pretty, like, it's pretty good. It's a really um I was just thinking that you probably place. escaped that... Um, you get this thing in food service generally mm. where sometimes someone's reaction to what has happened will be so fucking out of proportion. Yeah. You know, like they get home and their chips weren't in the bag and you have yeah. never yeah. heard someone go so feral <laughs> in your life. Yeah, right. And you feel like being like, you know, saying to them, like, it's just dinner. Like, you're going to be all good. We're going to replace your chips and yeah. we're all going to move on. But, yeah. you know, I can kind of see how ice cream's a bit more yeah. feel good. 
Yeah. We have had like a little, like Auckland overall is a little bit more uptight than like Hamilton, but big city life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm saying that, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. I think you should throw some shade um, back at us. Yeah. How about Auckland, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What you can't see is a real mean yeah. side eye going yeah. on from Trish at me right now. Um, no, but end of the day, like sometimes when someone has a reaction that I feel like isn't to do with the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just remember that like it's probably it's something not about else. The ice cream. I've done my best, my team's done my, their best and if I will always look through something and be like, is there something we could have worked on? Because we're always looking to improve. Like what have we done? Can we yeah. do better next time? And that's like a big thing. We are looking to be better every time. Um, so yeah, as long as we can take on stuff. That's interesting what you said about moving up here and noticing a change in customers because when I moved up from Wellington many years ago to work in cafes up here, oh my god, there's Albert Cho. We just (laughs) eat that food guy just walked past. Celebrity spotting! Come be Um, on the Spinoff's podcast very briefly. Oh my god, we're going to stalk a cabin. Hi Albert. Hi Albert. Hey. Albert's literally just walking down Parnell Road and he's, he's been wrangled the, to come and join the podcast. Spinoff's food podcast. Oh yeah. cool, hello. We're big fans. This is Eat Lip Food, Albert Chu. Hi, it's my birthday today. <laughs> oh, happy birthday! Can we buy your ice cream? Oh no, I'm like really fucking oh shit. <laughs> we, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> I have so much cake today, I'm like really full. What yeah. what have you eaten at Duck Island before? Um I've had the fairy bread, the smokes and then the apple pie, and I've had the salted caramel cacao crumb. You have the most epic the, memory. There's actually the, quite a few yeah. times where I've looked at your Instagram and I've I'm like, the, how do you remember I've this? I've had the brownie one, the boys and bread cheese cake them all. one as well. <laughs> and um the I like this ice cream sanger. The miso, the like mi- chocolate? White chocolate yeah, miso. Yeah. So this is Cameron, who's one of the founders and owners. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah, and yeah. this is Trish, who's the um, manager of the store. Oh, Hi. cool, cool. Yeah, the ice cream sanger will change your life. <laughs> yeah, I need to have <laughs> No, it really will. I've been into it. It's like the perfect, like, softness, so it doesn't, like, ooze out. And it's just like, yeah, it stays intact, and it's really fucking good. Yeah. Brilliant. What are you guys doing? You heard it here first, guys. We've had, like, everything. Okay. We did a float of eight different... A flight of eight different. <laughs> I think I'm about to float out of here. Um, eight different flavors in each bowl. Yeah, it was a great time. Great, great. Time. What's on the cards for the rest of the uh, birthday, Albert? Um, I'm going to Ostro for dinner. You know, I, I want I want to feel some Josh Emmett in me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't? Don't we all? Yeah. I look forward to your post. He actually came to see me this morning. Oh my yeah, God. and he dropped off his book. Good oh. promo, Josh. Good promo. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'll support that. These yeah. things do pay off. His wife came and I was like, why the fuck are you here? Where is Josh? Helen is so you, awesome. Have you met Helen before? Why are you the day? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, she's cool. She's cool. She's really nice. You're like, I'd she's like a good to photographer. You yeah, she yeah. took some good photos of us. Yeah. She's really hilarious, yeah. too. Yeah. No, oh, wicked. All right, I need to get going. But Have a nice Happy birthday. Great podcast, Thanks, Thank you. Bye. We'll get you officially on one day. Sophie Gilmore's real cool as well. Thanks very much. Bye. 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 He paid it. You paid him to say I didn't that. pay him. I didn't even call him over. <laughs> that, was, that was me. You paid him. Um, I have a question for you guys. We've talked about the ice cream factory being in Cambridge. What does an ice cream factory look like? <laughs> um, Boxes. Not quite. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not Willy Wonka. No, I mean... Yeah, we get a lot of people asking to come and have a look at it, but it's have a tour. Kind of boring. Like, here are some boxes, um, and here's a kitchen, and you're in there and get out. Yeah, I think we want to move it back to Hamilton next year when we 
we want to kind of upgrade it a bit and I would like to kind of make it a little bit more interesting That's and interactive it, yeah. and somewhere where like kind of schools or something could come and did you see the um, Pix peanut butter one that he's just done in Nelson? No. He's done like a sort of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory-ish oh, yeah. vibe on peanut butter. So you should check cool. that out. Yeah, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. Should we move into formalities? Sure. <laughs> I want to add um, one because we always forget to talk about what we're drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what should we call it? What we're drinking? On the piss. On the piss. OTP. We're now moving to our segment, fondly known as OTP. But on on the spin-offs food section this week, Alice? Uh, yep. Oh, yeah, I went up on Monday, I believe. Yep. We, we published a story about helping um, wine drinkers spread their fingers into different pies. If you like Sauvignon Blanc, how about trying a Chenin Blanc? If you like Pinot Gris, what was the suggestion for Pinot Gris? Uh, uh, Pinot Blanc, no. probably. <laughs> no, wasn't that wasn't it? Okay. I think I don't. I think the um, if you like Pinot Gris, try the Esk Valley Verdello. Oh, a Verdello. Or Verdello. I don't it's know. Verdello. How you say Verdello. Verdello. And so what? What we've got today? We have a Matafero uh, Chenin Blanc, and this is a, a grape that I. It's a um, style that I fell in love with oh. over New Year's at Amersfield. Um, oh, it has nice. it has that summer feel of a of a sav, but then so much of that beautiful complexity of oak, and yeah. I love it so much. Um, the story, which is by Claire Adams, and it is actually if you like off dry Riesling, try the Amersfield Chenin Blanc. We don't have that one today. We've got the Matafero Chenin Blanc from Gisborne. Very nice. Goes well with ice cream. I think if you are a Chardonnay drinker and you like um, Chardonnay that doesn't sort of hark to the American big, bold, buttery style, so you like the sort of Hawke's Bay, Gisborne-y, more creamy style, um, then I definitely think that Shannon Blanc's the way to go. It's it's definitely one of my favourite wines. It's delicious. Yeah, I'm a fan of it because I'm not, as you say, a huge fan of... Mega oak. Mega oak yeah. shards or like super acidic salves, so it's kind of a nice little something different. There's one that's like on loads of wine lists in Auckland that's made by Mark Bridief and it was really... Um, oh, yes, Vouvray. Yeah. It's a goodie. Oh, no, he does a Chenin Blanc. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Vouvray was the same thing. Well, yeah, but I thought that it was... Anyway, I'm not sure what the, what the label says, but I remember the first time I ever had it was that oh, one and okay. it was like this... It was a real watershed moment for me, guys, yeah. in my piss-drinking career. Yeah. I love when you have those moments. My, mine, I had a very similar epiphany at, at Amersfield. Um, the Fumé Blanc. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, actually, I was sitting at the table. Simon was just about slipping off his seat. Well, I was meant to be driving, and I had to hand the keys over to a um, very generous pregnant woman who um, shouldn't have been put in that situation, but... Thanks, Anna. I appreciate it. Handy having pregnant friends sometimes, eh? You I know, but got no choice but to drive, surrounded by them. Yeah, it gets a bit much. And it? we've just opened a Growers Mark Alberino. Who can tell me what that means? Because I don't know. Well, an Alberino or the Growers Mark part? Do you mean or the Alberino? No, the Alberino. It's a scrape that comes from Galicia. Where's that? In north northwest Spain, uh, and it is. It's got a mix of citrusy acidity and deep waxy complexity. I'm not reading this. I'm just no. It's yeah. Claire, Claire, who wrote the story, wrote that. You're right though. It right. is. Um, Albarino is sort of like a, a, a an astringent. Yeah, it's closest to Sauvignon Blanc. 
Yes, so yeah, that's if you like Sauvignon Blanc, try Albarino. I actually prefer it to um, a lot of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Um, Why? I might add, because it doesn't have the grassiness to it. It is a bit yeah. deeper and waxier. What what wine would you match with ice cream? <laughs> um, I don't know. I reckon this would be pretty good with like fairy bread or something, buttery notes maybe. Yes. Yeah, yum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's true. The deep, um, buttery brioche would go really well with that oaky goldenness. Yeah. Is there a, um, so I guess you have a base ice cream recipe. Is your ratio unique to you? I would say that my observation of your flavours are that they are less creamy and rich and intense than other ice cream flavours. Or um, is that just my... I would say probably... I feel like maybe we'd have more cream than most others. Okay. We're probably getting pretty close to 50-50 yeah. milk and cream sort wow. of thing. So, yeah. So what are we talking with the ones that are like, that feels like you are eating cream? So just comes to my head, um, like Moven Pick Vanilla Bean. Do yeah. you reckon they've gone past 50%? Um, possibly. I mean, yeah, I guess depends on their production. Like a lot of people... Put a lot of air into the ice cream as well, which yeah. maybe can help with it. Yeah, um, I think we put in a lot of um, cream, but we put in a lot of fruit as well, so it completely yeah. like yeah, absolutely. I um, like to meet. Sometimes people come in looking for the healthy option, and I'm always <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like we're looking into it, but that's not <laughs> us. Sorry, we don't serve rookies here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I just, Get out. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, but. Just you shouldn't be. You're an ice cream parlor. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have tried though, and we are. We do look at it. That, um, there's there is water beside the <laughs> till. Yeah. What, what I would ask though is a vegan coconut cream ice cream less, less. calories than a full cream dairy option. I don't know about calories, but it would be less fat content. Yeah. Um, so it depends what sort of diet gig you're after yeah, but still, maybe get one of the vegan ones if you're that, that worried that, about that, it that good fat right that's my personal <laughs> yeah, trainer I mean, talking about to, the good it's fat. meant to be a treat sort of thing like not a everyday sort of yeah, thing 23 so. litres a year though yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. but for our friends that, that do come every day year. please keep on coming yeah. every day <laughs> so 23 litres a year so that means you're having 500 mils of ice cream a week which is, I guess that's not that much. Okay, I definitely yeah, top that. Point, I think I'm on that higher average, and that's why some people who only have one ice cream a year. <laughs> How uh, much is in one scoop? Would that be like 250 mil? Uh, Wouldn't be that much ish? Oh, I don't know. No, I'd say, I don't know. Because I, I still don't think I'd have three scoops of ice cream a week. But yeah, I'm so stoked that New Zealanders are doing it for you guys. <laughs> proud of you, New Zealand. Oh, yeah, proud of you, New Zealand. So the next uh, thing we talk about is our Cook's Corner, where we offer a little tip to um, to listeners about that we have from our own skills in the kitchen. Trish, you've already provided an epic uh, scooping one, which oh, I nice. want to remix on. My special scooping oh, yes. trick is to use my hands, <laughs> and I, I roll it into little balls, and then I put it um, into, into, into the freezer, into Tupperware, and then uh, get it out at dinner parties, and it's already pre-rolled in these perfect little balls. Tina, who is protesting, has eaten my hand rolled. <laughs> I made an I made an Indian ice cream, carrot, ginger, cardamom, yum, um, with. Papadoms crunched on the top. That was rolled with my hands. Oh, Tina. Oh, my 
I always make jokes about scooping with our hands. So but jokes. I got real Why cold hands though. Like, yeah, I had to have breaks. Why don't you just use a scoop? <laughs> because I wanted to create those like sexy, perfect round balls. Yeah, but it just sounds like you can't scoop properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll get you to ha- we'll yeah, have a we're little We've been taught to scoop, so <laughs> yeah. engage the core, yeah. use the, the back. I do agree with the pre-roll and scoop though. We had this like funny thing at cooking school where they taught us to make... So you can make an, an ice bowl to present your ice cream on in like a buffet situation. And so you get a big bowl and you put it with, fill it with water and then you put a smaller bowl inside it and put the whole lot in the freezer. And if you want, you can put flowers and all that jazz in it. You put it in the freezer, it comes out of the freezer and you've removed both of the bowls and you've got this like perfect ice bowl and they filled it up with scoops. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty camp, but it was, <laughs> it was also effective. Awesome. So Sophie, have you got off the top of your head a cooking tip? I would like to say, as we come into the cooler temperatures, this has only been about five minutes in Auckland, but um, <laughs> I've, I'm annoyed when I eat macaroni cheese and the pasta is overcooked. So if people didn't understand the memo, you're only supposed to half cook the pasta and then you toss it through the sauce mm. and then you bake it. So the idea is that the end result is still al dente and it's still reminiscent of the pasta that it was supposed to be rather than mush. That's what I would say. Good tip. And a, a very quick tip. Do not eat the mac and cheese chip uh, flavour. Oh, yeah, it's I haven't disgusting. tried it. Did you have it yesterday? <laughs> they don't teach you. What a rocket. No, I didn't. I was offered it. Someone had bought it into I the office. I will try it. Have you ever thought about a macaroni and cheese uh, ice cream? <laughs> no. Have you, <laughs> have you done a savoury ice the cream? I ate as the bridging course at Cedart a cheddar. Uh, ice cream and it yeah. was it, I was skeptical and it blew my mind it was yeah, right. so good I think we've done not yeah we've done a few kind of savoury based ones we've done some cheese ice cream. yeah blue cheese ice cream um, and yeah stuff. blue cheese yeah. I love that um, we used we had the fig and walnut yeah with blue yeah. cheese and what was the other cheese we had yeah I remember having um, a place in Hawke's Bay Bastronomy yes yeah. having a dish there that was like had ice cream in a savoury dish and it kind of mm. was amazing just like adding another dimension I guess I had a smoked dish. tomato sorbet at uh, Logan Brown on Friday and it was yeah. very very good yeah that's like a palate cleanser isn't it yeah. I am in the States it's probably one of the ice cream places you're talking about that there's this um, ice cream shop on in Venice Beach on Abbott Kinney and the funny thing about that is that of course I got served by a New Zealander <laughs> like oh hi how can I help you <laughs> I'm surrounded by American accents a week um, but I had like a goat's cheese black pepper something or other jazz and I was up for it it was a good time everyone else that was in the group that tasted it thought it was revolting but I don't really have a sweet tooth so it suits me I've had a goat's cheese ice cream somewhere before I can't remember where but I have at Siddharth I had an onion ice cream which sounds disgusting but it was really good. Onions are delicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, onions are the most underrated everything in the True. in the kitchen. I w- always remember um, being upstairs doing my homework, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Mom, what are you cooking? It smells amazing!" And she's like, "Well, at this point, only onions, <laughs> butter, and onion. It's pretty good." Alice, what's your cook's tip? Well, mine's a bit lame because it's not really a cook's tip, but it's about the joys of Tupperware. Or, you know, non-Tupperware-specific, other-branded, resealable plastic, plastic, Sistema, (laughs) New Zealand-made, just 
Because I've started shopping at uh, Good For, which is the fill-your-own place. Yeah. And you just take your Tupperware in, you put your pasta in, you put all your different legumes, your flour, your whatever. I get my muesli there. And then your whole pantry is filled with Tupperware and you don't get ants and moths and stuff going in. If you were fancy, you could get, like, nice stylish <coughs> jars. I was about to say, would that be awkward if I took all my glass jars and filled them up? I go in with real dodgy glass jars all the time. Got okay. it. Okay. All right. I'm doing it. it. <laughs> Did you know this is one of my, I think, the funniest Kiwi food stories? The Sistema headquarters yes. out by the airport is in the shape of a giant piece of Tupperware. <gasps> <laughs> it's even got the like the blue yeah, handles on the amazing. side. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I'm very pleased. So I'm happy with it. If you're ever flying into the airport, like keep an eye out. You yeah. might be able to see the giant <laughs> uh, lunchbox. Just to look for it. And my husband's actually banned all. Um, Glad wrap in our house, and yes, I've been glad wrap. my family always put our leftovers in a bowl. And obviously, yep. you then need glad wrap, so we've really been embracing the Tupperware Tetris in the fridge with leftovers. <laughs> and things last better. And like, yeah, put cheese. Your cheese should be uh, airtight. So yes. chuck that in there. Yeah, Tina agrees. Yeah, yeah. Simon, what's your cook tip? I did it. It was my ice cream scooping. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cameron, have you got one? Um, no. Um, favorite. <laughs> Maybe a favorite dish that I don't even know how to say at the moment is um, that cacao e pepe. The, like, oh, cacao e pepe, yeah. yeah. The pasta. Oh my pecorino. god. It's oh, yeah. my new favorite at the moment. Yeah. I think I'm going to interpret Cameron's tip for him, and the simple and effective can go such a long way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> don't be afraid of, um, you know, Throwing out, your, just throwing out your sous vide and just making a. Yeah, no. ta- pronounce it for us, Sophie. Oh, look, I'm not. Cacio e pepe. There you go. Sophie made us cacio e pepe during a live. podcast live. On air. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to do that anymore. Then, yeah, that's been cancelled when we set off the fire alarm and, <laughs> and the big burly man with a moustache told me that he wasn't angry at me. He was just disappointed. <laughs> and you're like, and you are sexy, my friend. He <laughs> wasn't, man. Fireman's outfit. The final piece of housekeeping is talking about the last great meal we've had, our last supper segment. I was lucky enough to spend the weekend in Wellington at uh, the Cuba Dupa Festival, which I highly recommend um, going down for. But Wellington just knocked my socks off. Woo! I, I just, I hadn't been for a while and everything I ate really, really impressed me. Whether it was said tuna that was then tempered at Logan Brown, like really, really fancy, or if it was um, toast for breakfast. Uh, at custom which was cinnamon and sugar and I hadn't done that since I was a little boy yeah. and it was so rewarding they're so cool down there too eh? it's it, they try less hard to be cool right? that's actually <laughs> they're just the, uh, naturally cool that's, that's the first I'm line so of cool, my story guys. that I'm writing about my weekend in Wellington is that I finally admit that Wellington is cooler than Auckland yes <laughs> and and I would say one step further that you get cooler just by being there so you come back to Auckland a little bit cooler a little bit than cooler. you were before you left. Yeah. saying I'm cooler than I was last week? We can, well, with that shirt over your head right now, <laughs> Simon's doing some interesting sun protection. Trish, what about the best meal you've had lately? As a new Aucklander, what's what's been your favourite uh, meal? Trish, give me the eyes. This is where we find out that I'm so out of touch with food, but I do a lot of like sis- like operations and systems and that kind of thing. But... Um, 
I've been working a lot. So you only um, eat ice cream breakfast, lunch, and yeah, dinner? Yeah, I um, had a gluten-free What about the Sichuan place you were... The other morning for breakfast. Oh, Sichuan place. Yeah, you had, we were having out the back the other day from Mount Eden somewhere. Oh, I, I, I'm obsessed with Mount Eden noodles. Oh, I just like, I like my, I like my chili. It's um, so good. Oh, Eden noodles? noodles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I just, I like spicy They're food. They're so good. Um, yeah. But I've been just working quite, um, yeah, just been quite busy. Um, my partner's really trying to make me meals. Um, we're both That's really nice. trying. Um, we're both really young, new to the kitchen. So he uh, made me, he got a coleslaw mix from the supermarket. And he knows <laughs> beans are good for protein. And chickpeas. Oh, um, so it. But no sauce, no. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've been having cabbage and beans. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like rabbit But food. hey, he tried. I'm glad he tried. you get to come to work and eat ice cream. I do. Yeah. I eat a lot of ice cream. I make up New Zealand's quota for New Zealand. Trisha's partner needs to listen back to all our podcasts and pick up the... Yeah, hey, he tries and has harvested so- it. Sauce. Beans. <laughs> a lot of beans. Also, we have a podcast guest and I would love to know what the best yes. meal you've had lately is, girlfriend. So Lara has um, really generously bought a spin-off podcast experience at an uh, charity auction for... Down Syndrome Day. Upside Down is the name of the charity. Um, so we're really, really flattered to have you, Lara. But we're going to pull you onto the microphone now for you to tell us about your favourite dining experience in the m- recent past. She chose us as well. She could have chosen, you know, the real pod or one of those fancy popular ones, but no. <laughs> not that we're not popular. Well, um, a couple of weeks ago, I it was my hen's do, and Ooh. my sister organised, um, it was all over in Devonport, and we did like a perfume-making experience. Oh, and, but I've always, I've lived in Auckland for about five years now, I'm originally from Christchurch, and I found, I've always found that Devonport's a little bit of a dearth in terms yep. of fine dining, or good, good food, not yes. so much fine dining, but good food, um, but we had dinner at... Vic Road Kitchen. Yes, oh, I was about to say, there's one place oh that I know she's Oh my god, say. it was amazing. Did you have pasta? Um, we just said to the maitre d' who I actually remembered from, he used to work at wine chambers in town, and I said, just you, we trust you, you just do what you want. We'd already had quite a lot to drink by that point. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, yeah, cool. Um, and it was just amazing. Everything yeah. we had um, from, you know, the good old fries with pecorino or something through to the, the beef and the, oh, everything was delicious. Um, yeah, I had a really delicious. Um, it was Linguini Vongole um, before, it was when they first opened and I had read about it and for some reason found myself in Devonport at that time and I, I always tell everyone when they go there now to go. Only place to go. Yeah. yeah. No, nice. Amazing. I spend a lot of time in Devonport because my whole family lives there but I've never been there so I must go. Come oh. on Alice. I know. I usually just go to Tiny Triumphs and drink beer. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just around the corner from there. Yeah. It's on Victoria Street. Everything's very close. Yeah. Very central. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, Cameron, have you got a meal for us that you loved lately? Um, my last one was Esther in Sydney. Yeah. It was oh, yes. amazing. Been so kind of following delicious. their Instagram for a long time. Same. So it was pretty cool to get to go there. What did you have? Um, I remember having like a little blood sausage sandwich, which was like super tiny. The blood sausage was like the size of your little finger. Um, <laughs> and. I can't remember heaps of it. Um, a Vongole dish as well that was super yum. Yeah. Vongole and Wagyu fat, I think it was. 
Oh, um, just yum. Everything over there was super yum. Sounds right? like you have some dishes that you don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was our first night out without the kids for a while, so we had a couple of drinks to go with it. Good on you. That's mm. awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us, and thank you for the delicious ice cream. I'm, as you can tell, a huge fan, and I wish you guys all the best in, in Auckland, and... I'm sorry for talking shit about Hamilton. <laughs> I pr- promise as, uh, as compensation, I'll swim out to Duck Island yeah. with some ice cream and eat it in your honour. Make yeah. it. Awesome. Make it. We'll make sure he does that. Yeah. We will hold him to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, we know how hard it is to get up here, get it built, get it open. We know how hard you're working. Yeah. So well done. And congratulations. It's really epic. Thanks. I said it's changed. Well, maybe it's changed my life because I live around the corner. So it's very <laughs> handy. It's life-changing stuff. Yeah. Sophie, do you want to do a shout-out to what Dynaid's doing at the moment for Christchurch? Yeah. And um, just before we sign off, um, as our regular listeners will know, um, I am the lead on a charity called Dynaid, which is the hospitality industry's way of raising money. Uh, traditionally for the city missions in the lead up to Christmas. But at the moment, um, the day after the Christchurch terror attack, we launched a campaign which is specifically raising funds for victim support. Um, So if everyone can please get behind and thank the restaurants that are on board. There's more than 100 across the country. Um, They're adding $2 to your bill. Some of them are asking you to put money in a jar by the um, till. And then... um, the fundraising will go up until the 27th of April and it's being um, concluded with a massive fundraiser organised by Sid and Chan Sarawat at Sid at the French Cafe. So um, that day there's a silent auction, there's all sorts of things happening but I won't tell you because it's sold out. Um, we've had a really wonderful response so thanks everyone for your support and um, keep it coming. Good on you New Zealand. See you all next month. We'll be talking to Henry Oliver about the uh, Metro Magazine uh, Restaurant Restaurant Awards, which is already highly controversial and nothing's even (laughs) happened. Can't wait. It always is. Any awards. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having us. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.